I hope you've all had a good weekend. Last night, I had a fantastic opportunity to take my daughter to her first ever concert. Do we all remember our first ever concert? Yeah, mine was Billy Joel back in the day. Hey, Elton John and whoever else it was. So last night, I got to take my daughter to her first ever concert. Yeah, it was Tay Tay. Come on. Hey, we can all shake it off. I was there and uh, saw some friends who were also there. And in the audience next door, in the All Phones Arena next door, was Supercross or whatever they call it, where guys on bikes are doing stupid things to try and kill themselves. And so my mates are giving me a hard time because I'm at Tay Tay with all the Swifties. And they're next door at All Phones Arena. And so they're giving me hell for that. And I said, but I know which audience is more attractive. I don't know if they agree, but it was a good night out anyway at Taylor Swift and my daughter had a great night and she's now gone to her first ever concert, so we'll see where we go to next. But man alive, I'll tell you what, for you girls who have been to Colour Conference, I reckon Taylor Swift concerts are like a Colour Conference on steroids, to be honest with you. It was like 76,000 people there and I swear 75,000 of them were girls. I've never seen the toilets at ANZ Stadium so clean in my entire life. It was amazing. But all good things come to an end and so Taylor Swift is now gone and we've had a year of looking forward to that. My daughter and I, it's been on the calendar for the whole time and now we just it's just a distant memory. Hey? It's just a blank space, baby. Anyway, let's keep moving on. A little dad joke in there for some of you younger generation. So, the last few weeks we've been doing a series on the seek and the save the lost. And we're about to come into Christmas and... At this time of the year is an interesting time when people start to reflect on the year that has been. They start to sort of think a bit about Christmas stuff. And, and for me, it is a perfect opportunity to bring in some of the seeking and the saving lost messages that we've actually been encountering in the last month because people at Easter and Christmas tend to just be a little bit more open and they start to think, okay, well, we're going into Christmas again. Sure, there's prezies and tinsel and everything, but what else is there in life? And it is a, a really defining moment for a whole lot of people. I've actually got a few mates who've actually became Christians at Christmas time because that's when they started just to think about life a little bit more. And so one of the things I've been wondering there is that we've been having these lessons on actually going and giving the word and, and, and speaking to people and sharing our faith and everything. And sometimes in there, we can just sort of lose um, how is it that I know what God wants me to say? And sometimes we sort of just get in the moment and then we get a little bit stuck and we don't really know what God actually wants to say. And sometimes actually hearing God's voice can be a really interesting journey for a lot of us on our spiritual journey. Is it actually taking Christianity from just being about how we behave and following the right rules and doing the right thing and actually having an intimate personal relationship with God because it says if he seek him he will be found by us yeah he will draw near to us actually he wants to draw near and he wants to have a relationship with us and to have a relationship involves communication all of our wives would tell us that it involves communication you need to communicate with me Darren so I try to communicate with her and likewise in my spiritual relationship there needs to be a conversation there needs to be a communication and oftentimes it's us talking to God God, why is that person doing that? God, why is that person over there? Oh, God, that person again over there. God, I need this. God, I want that. God, I want whatever it be. And actually in there, when do we stop to actually hear God's voice? And how is it that we know that God is speaking to us? 
we live a really hectic life. Like the, the world is a busy place. It's full of noise and distraction and stuff that's going on all the time. And it just gets a bit insane, to be honest. And trying to discern the voice of the creator of the universe in there can just be a little bit challenging. Some years ago, before mobiles and emails and things like that, when actually I used to use the Telegraph to do Morse code, was in, uh, was in operation. There was an ad placed in a, placed in a, in a newspaper and people applied for the job and they get into the office and, uh, and this young guy turns up, gets into the office and the typewriters are banging and the Morse code sounds are clicking away over there and there's people writing and people talking on the telephones and the busyness of what an office is and he turns up and, uh, and there's a sign to go to the receptionist and get the forms to fill in. So he goes, gets the forms. He sits down along with all the other applicants. There's a dozen or so applicants already there and he'd only been sitting there a minute or two and, um, and he got up and just walked straight through the door into where it sort of said manager on the door and he's walked straight in. And the others are spinning out. What's he, what's he think he's doing? There's no way he's going to get the job. He's going to get kicked out. Anyway, after a few minutes, the manager walks out with the guy and says, okay, everyone, thank you very much for coming, but the job's been filled. The applicants are spun out in all this. Well, how, how? We didn't even get to have a shot. And one of them speaks up and says, but we didn't even get an interview. How come? And the employer said, the manager says, I'm sorry, but all the time you've been sitting here, the telegraph has been ticking out in Morse code. If you understand this message, then come right in. The job is yours. And none of them heard it or understood it. The young man did, and he got the job. We live in a world full of distractions. What is it that we're listening for? In all the noise that's around us, all the voices that speak into our heads, the songs that we listen to, the videos that we watch, the movies that we watch, the games that we play, the books that we read, in all of this noise that goes on in our life, the conversations that we have with people, do we hear God's voice in any of that? Are we tuned in to God's voice? I love summer. I love summer because it's cricket season. And on the cricket, I get to listen to the radio. And I love listening to the cricket on the radio. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's just very calming for me. It's very relaxing. You can do things at the other time while stuff's going on. And I just enjoy it. I enjoy their quirky sense of humour. I enjoy the fact that they can talk about the colour of the sky for about 15 to 20 minutes on end when it's got absolutely nothing to do with the game. I love listening to it, but it really frustrates me when you go from here to Sydney because there's this space where you lose connection. And it's really, really frustrating because you just know something's going to happen in that time, yeah? And when you're on that way and you lose connection, sometimes you lose connection because you're too far from the source and you're halfway between 12.33 and 7.02, halfway down the freeway, and you can't get either of the stations because you're too far from the source and there's static in the road. How close to the source are we? To hear God's voice, you need to be close to the source. Because the closer to the source, the less the static, the less the interference is there. So tonight we are going to tune in to God. We are going to tune in to WGOD. John 8.47 says that he who belongs to God, hears what God says. He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. My prayer tonight is that for those of us that we would actually hear God's voice speaking us tonight. And as I speak tonight, I'm just going to encourage you to think of a person, think of a, a, a message you need to give to someone, an email you need to send, a card you need to write, something you need to do for someone. 
I encourage you for someone's name to come into your mind, a, a situation that you need God's direction in. As I speak tonight, I just pray that in the stillness that is the next 20 minutes that we would hear God speaking to us in whatever way he reveals himself to us tonight. We're going to read firstly from 1 Samuel chapter 3, so if it's on the screen or in your Bibles. And it's a story that many people would know well. The Lord calls Samuel. Now the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call, go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boys. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. So Samuel's there. We know from uh, that it'd be about sort of in the middle of the night. The candles are burning. It's the middle of the night. Samuel's lying down. Uh, He hears the Lord calling him. Hadn't yet gone to sleep and here's the Lord calling him. His mind's probably racing. Does your mind race when you hit the pillow at nighttime? And when your mind races when you hit the pillow at nighttime, what are you thinking about and what are you listening for? I sometimes think that I get into bed at nighttime and I, and I just sort of, I, I, I turn off and I just put my head down, but then work stuff comes into my head and bad conversations I've had come into my head and I'm just replaying situations over and it always gets worse when it's really late at nighttime. And in there, do I ever stop and pray? I've got to be honest and say very rarely, really bad. And here we've got Samuel in the middle of the night and the Lord speaking to him. As I've been reading that this week, I've actually been trying when I struggle to get to sleep at night, trying. Okay, God, what do you want to talk to me about tonight? God, what do you want to reveal to me tonight? So Samuel's there, he hears there, he races in and uh, he says to Eli, you called me, you called me. Eli says, no, I didn't go back and lie down. And one of the things I also love about this is that Samuel's just a boy. Is that sometimes that we think God will talk to like the super spiritual people or the people who get paid to hear from God, like the pastors and ministers and things like that. We think that he'll only hear us when we're in certain spaces. But here we've got God speaking to a young boy in the middle of the night. And if God is going to speak to a young boy in the middle of the night, then he will speak to us wherever we are as well. He runs to him three times and three times he says, no, don't go. It's go and lie down. I don't know what you're talking about. And finally, Eli catches on. Oh, it's God talking to you. Speak for your servant is listening. And so tonight what we're going to do is we're going to have a look at a few ways that God may reveal himself to us so that when we sense one of those times in our life, we might be able to say, Lord, speak for your servant is listening. So 
Are we tuned in for God? Are we ready to hear his voice tonight? A Native American was walking with a friend through New York City. And for anyone who's been in New York City, it is potentially one of the loudest cities on earth. There are horns honking just constantly the whole time. There's sirens wailing. There is building sites going on. There's people talking loud. The subway's under the street. It is a noisy, noisy place. And this Native American, his friend, are walking down the main street. And in amongst all this noise, Native American says, hey, I hear a cricket. The guy says, you are kidding yourself. There's, he says, no, I hear a cricket. He says, how can you hear a cricket amongst all this noise? There's noise everywhere. He says, no, I hear one. And he paused for a moment. And he crossed the road and he walked over and found a building site. And at the bottom of the building site was some shrubs. And he bent down and looked in amongst the shrubs. And sure enough, there was a cricket. Well, the friend was blown away. You have got unbelievable hearing. You have got superhuman hearing. How on earth can you hear a cricket in the midst of all of this noise? And the Native American says, it depends what you are listening for. And the guy says, there's no way that I could have heard that cricket in all this. And he says, that's right. It depends what you're listening for. Here, I'll show you. So Native American puts his hand into his pocket and just pulls out a few coins. And with that, he drops them on the ground and the tinkle of the coins and hundreds of heads from all over the place turn to look and see if the coins were theirs. And he says, see, it depends what you're listening for. What are we listening for in our lives? What are we listening for? Sometimes when we read the Bible, we, can, we, just, we have this desire for God to speak to us in the same way as we read about. In the Old Testament, God was walking in the garden with Adam. God spoke to Noah about building a boat. He spoke to Moses through a burning bush. And in the New Testament, he speaks to Mary through an angel. To, to Paul, he reveals himself. The risen Lord reveals himself on the road to Damascus. And a whole lot of us think, man, it'd just be easier if God revealed himself like that to us. Then I would know. Then I'd really get that it's God. And that'd make life a whole lot easier. That'd take away all the confusion. Clear message. I've got to tell you, I reckon I'd freak out. If I'm driving down the road and I pull in at a rimba like we had to do today because the kids always have to go to the bathroom because you can't make an hour and 20 minutes down the freeway. I've got to tell you, if I'm standing on the side of the road and there is a bush that is on fire, like burning fully brightly and it's not getting black and it's not ashing, it's just burning, burning. And I'm looking and going, wow, that's bizarre because I've never seen a bush burn like that before. And then the bush said, hey, Darren, come over here. My first thought is not, oh, that's God. My first thought would be, what is going on in this place? See, I don't know if that actually is going to make it a whole lot clearer for me if God spoke to me like that. If I'm walking through work and then all of a sudden this bright light knocked me to the ground, that for me is not going to clear up that it's actually God speaking to me. And sometimes I think that we can look for these massive miraculous signs and then I'll know that it's God. But truth be known, I think there's a whole lot of other ways that God speaks to us and reveals himself to us. Ways that are more intimate. At times and places where he knows that we just need it the most. So five ways that God speaks to us. The first way is that God speaks to us through other people. In Ephesians 4, it says, and he, gave himself, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. When we sit in church, we get an opportunity maybe to hear a message that God wants to reveal to us. When we listen to a podcast, when we listen to a song on a radio, when someone gives you an envelope, that's God's way of just speaking to you, saying, hey man, I haven't forgotten you. 
Joel said, hey, he's got me. He knows he's got you. And he revealed himself to Joel through someone else. And so often we can receive that envelope from someone else. And then we just go, oh, that's really cool. That was really generous. And we actually miss that there's a God moment in there. God speaks to us through other people. How many times have you just received a right word from someone? You receive 100 plus emails a day and in a month midst of there, there's just one email that just has a positive word for you that you just needed to hear at that point in time. I know that one of the things I try to do when I walk through uh, my workplace, I look to see if someone's just looking a little down just to go and say just one encouraging word that can just put some sort of glimmer of hope and joy into that person's life, whether it be a student or a staff member or a parent. I try to remember little snippets of people. So when I go up to say hello to them, I can actually say, hey, how was so-and-so? How was this work out for you? You have no idea how many people have got back to me to say, it meant so much to me that you remembered that about me. God can speak to you through other people. Do we listen for God's voice in that? Who are you listening to in your life? Who is the strongest voice speaking into you, into your life? If it's a voice that says that you're no good or you've stuffed up or you're a failure again, or if it's a voice of guilt, if it's a voice of condemnation, a voice of doubt, they're not the messages that God's got for you. If someone says to you, hey, thanks so much for being such a dependable mate, that's God speaking into you that he values that. Who is the voice that you are listening to the most in your life? Who has the prominence into your world? And how do we use our words when we speak to other people? Because God can also use us to speak into other people. So God uses other people. He also reveals himself to us through his word. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So we first learn to hear from God by following his written word. If we can't read what's written down, we're really going to then struggle to hear what's audible. And it's interesting in my world that I'll read an article, I'll read a magazine, I'll read a journal, I'll read a book. How often then, they're all to train me in how to be better at my job or be better as a husband or to be better at something else. I'm forever reading all of these other books, muscle fitness magazines to get better in the gym. Like I read all of these different books and articles and journals and everything. How often do I just sit and read God's Word? just to believe that God wants to speak to me through what's written in there. And it needs to train myself just to be able to sit and to read and not to read to get something out of it. A little bit like Joel was saying with the giving, sometimes we can say, well, I'll read it because then I'll get something. I just want to read more about what God has to say. And that's God's way of speaking. It is a living word of God. It's the living word of God. And that's our chance to be quiet and just allow God to speak through us. He speaks to us through other people and he can speak to us through his word, but we need to get in the word and we need to be able to sit in the word and not allow ourselves to become distracted by what's on Facebook or Insta chat or whatever else it is that we're getting caught up with these days or TV screens and actually just sit and let God speak to you through his word. The third way that God can speak to us is through his Holy Spirit. In Romans 8, 14 says that those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. The Spirit of God, for me, it's like you're in, it's your inward intuition. 
you know whether you're going the right way, you know whether you're doing something in the right direction, the wrong direction. Often your gut makes you feel a bit sick or your heart beats a little bit faster or something. In there, that for me is God's way of speaking into your body so that you actually, gee, something's going on here. Take a moment and pause and stop and reflect. One of the things that I am learning to do, learning to do, is to think before I speak. And man, it's a tough journey, hey? It's a tough journey. One of the things I love most about my father-in-law is just such a, just such a gentleman. You know that you get those gentlemen, they're just lovely. And you can never think of them actually reacting like that. And I think, man, I would just love to be able to react like that sometimes. And when your heart beats, when you feel sick, when you think, nah, you order. Let me give you an example of how bad I am. So my wife and I will have, a, have one of those marital conversations that sometimes get really intense, those intense marital conversations, yeah? And I'll say my bit and she'll say her bit and I'll say my bit and she'll say her bit and then I think, right, okay. So then I try to be the good man because right now I'm knowing that this is not a good place. So I walk off down the hall of the whole house and the whole way I'm thinking, she needs to hear, da-da-da. And I'll get to the bedroom at the other end of the house trying to be the good husband. No, nah, she needs to hear it. And I'll walk all the way back up the other end of the house just to give her one last one. And the whole way down and back, I know that I shouldn't be going and doing it. And I really believe that that's part of God's way of saying, Darren, don't do it. Darren, be a better husband than that. Darren. And yet I get it and I get it and I know it the whole way down. And in my head, I go, no, I'm going to ignore that. and I'm just going to follow through on it anyway. Do you know, God reveals himself to you. You know it in your guts and in your, in, when your heart's beating and when you've got your ch- stomach churning up. And the next time that's going on for you, Take a lesson from someone who's still on that journey. Pause. (sighs) Think through that. Listen in that. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And if that is the response, then you won't be like me who walks back down the other end of the house just to give his wife one last mouthful when he knows that he shouldn't have. He also speaks to us through your inward voice, your conscience. Yeah? And it says in Romans 9.1, I tell you the truth in Christ, I am not lying. My conscience also bearing me witnesses the Holy Spirit. That's that st- small, still voice that says, don't do it. Yeah, you get that voice that says, don't do it. Maybe that's God speaking into your mind. Don't do it. Wait. Stop. Not yet. Occasionally, you, just, you get that little voice that just sort of speaks to you that way. And sometimes when we listen to it, we then make a good choice. We go, oh, wow, that's really cool. And we surprise ourselves. And other times we ignore it. And then oftentimes the consequences can be quite catastrophic. God speaks to you through your mind in that way. That is God revealing himself to you because he wants to protect you. You might not find in the Bible, hey, don't travel at 160 kilometers an hour in your car in the 80 kilometer an hour zone. You're not going to read that in the book of Joshua or anywhere else. But that's God saying, don't do it, man. And we should listen to that stuff. My auntie was telling me just not so long ago, she got in a car and she was about to reverse out of a driveway and she just had this feeling to stop. Now, we all reverse out of our driveways every day, however many times a day. And this one time she just had to just stop. So she paused. 
She went to go again and again, just stop. Just had this stop. Three times, after the third time, she gets out of the car and goes, What's, what, what, what is with this? And she goes behind the car and there's one of her little grandchildren. How glad is she that she listened to that little still voice that said stop because how many of us just whack the car in reverse and out we go. Your inward voice, your conscience, God can speak to you through that. And finally, he can speak to you through the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Acts 10, 19, and there's a number of these ones. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are, spe- are seeking you. Now, if God seems, speaks to you like this, it is going to seem a lot louder on the inside than it is on the outside. It might even be that you can actually audibly, you will audibly hear it, even if those around you can't. Now, whilst I'm in confession mode tonight, I like to drive my car fast and I have a little bit of a fascination with fast cars. And a little while ago, I had, uh, had my car, which is a nice-ish car to drive, and I got to this section of road that's sort of like this S-bend, and it goes down like this, and it's just the road falls away on both sides. I had a couple of friends in the car. And so I, uh, I normally get to this bit of the road and actually drive faster because it gives you that sort of you go over and yeah, and you feel as though you're in the chicanes and you, know, you live out all your boyhood dreams. Anyway, this one day I've got a friend's in the car and I'm about to hit the spot where you really take off to get into the S-Bend. And honestly, middle-aged men should know better than acting like this anyway, but I do it. And, and just as I'm about to hit it, I seriously, this voice says, slow down slow down and I thought it was one of my mates so I like hit the brakes hit the brakes and there was this big bit of oil from an accident earlier in the day and the car slid around and I'm now doing 360s on the road and the road just falls away on either side and if the car had to hit the gutter I would have flipped and gone over and I eventually get the car under control facing the wrong way on the other side of the road (sighs) heart slows down a little bit and the guys go man, how lucky was it that you slowed down? I said, well, you told me to. And they said, no. And I said, someone said slow down. They said, it wasn't us. Man, that voice was just so loud in my head to slow down. And if I hadn't slowed down, that wasn't going to end well. God speaks to us. And he speaks to us in our day-to-day. He spoke to Samuel when he was lying in his bed. He spoke to his disciples when they were walking on the shore. He spoke to the disciples when they were in their boats. He speaks to us in our day-to-day, in our regular life. How well do we know his voice? How well are we tuned in to actually hear God speaking to us through other people, through his word, through our inward intuition, through our inner conscience, through an audible voice when it comes that way? Or is there interference in our life? Is there static in their life? Is there things that we're getting that get in the road of that? I taught kindy for a number of years, and one of the favorite games we used to play with kindergarten kids was that you would blindfold them and someone would say, Hello, so and so, and they had to guess who it was who was saying hello. And after a while, they got so good at it. Why did they get so good? Because they knew each other's voice. And they could blindfold, and everyone in the class, they could just about go through the whole class without even having to see someone, they would know who all the voices were. So then they had to try and put on a funny voice to try and distract them. John 10, 3, 4 says, The watchman opens the gate for them and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. The sheep know his voice. 
the kids in my kindy class, they could get the voices. Why? Because they knew who those people were. They had such a good relationship, a good friendship with those other kids in the class that even when they were distracted with a blindfold on, they knew who they were. We will know the Lord's voice speaking to us because we belong to him. The sheep, the shepherd calls his sheep by name. And tonight he calls you by name. And he says, we've listened to seek and save the lost. And now I'm going to empower you. I'm going to speak into you. I'm going to equip you for that. He says, Christmas is coming and people just want to hear the message of the hope of the world that is Jesus Christ. Are we going to listen for his voice in those conversations? When we walk into work tomorrow and we sit down in front of the email, pause. God, is there a message you want me to send today? So you can also be a messenger. In the midst of conversations, listen for his voice. You're not on your own. Seeking the saving the lost is that some people are coming out of that series all fired up, ready just to go and talk to everyone they ever come in contact with. And others are, oh, gee, I don't really know what to say and when to say it and how to say it and who to say it to. In there, God will speak to you. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. May we start each and every day with speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Maybe there's something in our lives. Maybe there is something that's holding us back. Maybe there is some sin or something that's going on in our life that is distracting us, that is keeping us from the source. Maybe that's what's causing the static and the interference in our life is that actually there's some other stuff in our life and we just need to get that sorted with God as well. Because God will speak to you. He's a personal and loving God and he wants an intimate relationship with you. And if there is stuff going on in your life, I pray tonight that you can actually just leave it at the foot of the cross. God will take it without judgment and condemnation. Let's draw near to God. I'm going to ask the band are going to come and play. And tonight we're actually just going to finish by sitting in the presence. We're going to sing a song called Here Now. And my prayer for every single one of us is that we would draw close to the shepherd. He calls you by name. He wants to speak words of life into you, words of encouragement. He wants to use you as his, in his people in this world to spread the incredible good news that is the joy of Jesus Christ. And at this Christmas time, what better time to share the message of Jesus Christ. My prayer is that you would learn how to hear the voice of Jesus speaking to you. And tonight, with no emails and TV screens around, with no music blaring in our ears, we're just going to spend a few moments as the band plays. And my prayer is that you would hear the voice of God speaking to you tonight, saying, you are worthy, child. You're precious in his sight. He loves you. He's proud of you. He's got things and people in this world for you to interact with and to touch. May you hear his message tonight.